Some people will ask why we didn't just choose to record this podcast after the game happened. And to them we say, we're still playing with the format. And welcome to WNBA, the only WNBA podcast to be recorded more than 7,000 miles from where the action is actually happening, right here in Aotearoa, New Zealand. We're in the playoffs, which means each week we'll be covering three headlines, two playoff profiles, and touching base on our hot game predictions. I'm Esme Putt, and I'm still joined with my equally unlearned co-host, Daniel Morden-Chong. It's quite ominous every time we say still. Still. Yeah, you know, I like want you to feel that way. <laughs> I do have all the recording equipment, and I, I'm training Esme up on how to record the files, to edit the files. And so I'm a little bit worried that I'll get replaced quite quickly. Yeah, you're planning your own demise. Uh, yeah, here we go. Eh? <laughs> how are you, Daniel? What's been going on? Yeah, not too much. Uh, I've been good. I've been watching the playoffs. We watched the game the other day, uh, the Liberty and the Suns, the first game. Yeah, and you still said the Suns, but we'll keep working no, on no, that. I kind, of, I kind of cut it short. I cut yes, it yeah, just yeah, short. You caught yourself. And we're actually, if we seem a bit distracted in this podcast, it's because we've currently got game two of that series on in front of us right now. Exactly. We we watched the first game together um, early in the morning in New Zealand time. Yep, it was 6am that game started. Yeah, we didn't watch it from 6am, <laughs> but we, 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 we started a bit delayed, had it about, started about 7? Yeah, and it, it was a really good game. Yeah, and someone made bagels, which was mean. Yep, that was so good. And right now we're watching it and the Liberty are up 54 to 47. They've just taken a little bit of a run to get ahead. Yeah, so we're watching game two of that Liberty and Sun playoff. We'll talk more about that soon, aren't we? Yeah, absolutely. All right, do we want to kick into it? Yeah, let's jump into our three headlines. So, Daniel, what's our first one for today? Our first headline is that the MVP has been announced. Yep, just before this game, just before they went out onto the court, and who won? Brianna Stewart. Brianna Stewart won of the New York Liberty. Yep, beating out Alyssa Thomas and Asia Wilson, and it was pretty close this time around. Yeah, it was incredibly close. Brianna Stewart only beat Alyssa Thomas by about seven points out of 446 points to 439 points, and Asia Wilson was on... 433 points. So really, really close. Yeah, and as expected, those three were well out in front with the next player being Nafisa Koea with 109. Yeah, it's a huge gap between the two. Eh? Yeah, and then I think it was actually quite another big gap before the next person as well. So yeah, as predicted, those three right up there at the top. Chelsea Gray was the only player to pick up a top three vote and uh, she got one third place vote. Interestingly, I did do the maths on this because I was curious. The only player to get only 59 votes was Asia Wilson with Alyssa Thomas and Brianna Stewart both getting 60, which means that the person who voted for Chelsea Gray didn't vote for Asia Wilson. Crack up, that is so funny. Yeah, which means they must have thought that Chelsea Gray was a better player on the Aces than Asia Wilson was, which I think is a hot take. Yeah, I saw some commentary on it thinking that someone was just really, really a big fan of Duke still. And so wanted to vote for yeah. Chelsea Gray instead. Yes. Yeah. yes, I thought it was interesting that it wasn't just a Aces stand that did the Chelsea Gray vote because they didn't vote for Asia Wilson. So that was really interesting. Another interesting part of it is that Alyssa Thomas actually got more first place votes and Asia Wilson got more second place votes than Brianna Stewart. But Brianna Stewart still won. And this is only the second time that a player has got MVP without getting the most first place votes. Yeah, and there's a little bit of theory around this, uh, particularly around the idea of what an MVP is. Does what do you that think mean? About? Yeah, what do you think about when you say MVP? So MVP stands for most valuable player. And so the question is, is it most valuable player league-wide? So are they the best player in the league? Are we voting for the best mm. player in the league? Or are we saying, is this person the most valuable player to your team or to that person's team? And so this has created a bit of a debate around this voting. So, for example, for Alyssa Thomas, 
She is clearly such a valuable player in terms of comparatively to other players for their team because of how much she carries that team. Mm. And so arguably she'd be the number one vote because she's so valuable to her Mm. team. Yeah, but if you think about her in terms of the most valuable player in the entire league or the best player in the league, you'd probably put her at number three. Yeah, and and that's when you really start to make the argument for Aja Wilson or Brianna Stewart being very clearly the two best players in the Mm. league. And if you also, I guess on the flip side, if you go for the argument of it's the most valuable player in a team, Asia Wilson may not get as many votes as Brianna Stewart and Alyssa Thomas because the Aces are such a stacked team with players who can fill in, and on all five, and also at the sixth player with Alicia Clark getting sixth player of the year. Yeah, and, and, and that goes the same for the Liberty as well. Yes. Depending on what school of thought you go to, I think you'd still put Brianna Stewart in the top two for either of those, which is probably why, on balance, she managed to get the win. Yeah, I think so. And I think that's probably why Alyssa Thomas had so many first-place votes and third-place votes, because it's she's third-place if you take the idea of MVP for the whole league, but if the most valuable player for her team, she's definitely first-place. Yeah, that makes sense. Who would you have given it to, Daniel? I, I would have given it to Aja Wilson, actually. Yeah, Despite being same. a Liberty stand myself. I really think that we're going to say who is the best player in the entire league, that's Aja Wilson. That's easy for me. Yeah, I'm the same. I don't know how you can get Defensive Player of the Year and be one of the arguably best players in the league on offense, get, putting out the numbers that Aja Wilson is, and still not win MVP. But I guess we don't get a vote. Yeah, they haven't asked us yet. Yeah, yeah. once this podcast gets huge, though, we will. Yeah, you have to be a journalist to get a vote, I understand, eh? Yeah, that's pretty much what are we if we're not journalists. Well, actually, that leads on really well to the next headline, eh? Yeah, MVP is not the only race that there's been a bit of controversy around voting. Uh, it's been kind of all over the place, but most notably with Defensive Player of the Year and the all-defensive teams that get named outside of that. Yeah, that's right. Um, So, Aja Wilson, as we just mentioned, was named Defensive Player of the Year. And there were some other controversial selections. I don't think that one was controversial in itself. Yeah, I don't think there's much controversy there. Obviously, Asia Wilson is an amazing player. But along with naming the Defensive Player of the Year, the league also names their all-defensive team, which is a team that's purely made up of the best defensive players. And Natasha Cloud is a player who made the first team last year. They named a first team and a second team. And she was completely shut out this year. She didn't make the first team or the second team. Yeah, and clearly a person, I think, deserving of that all-defensive team at the very least, second team. And so it, it feels a bit rough to have uh, excluded her from, from this conversation. Yeah, I saw a few things saying that, you know, maybe you could argue that some other players have been really good this year, but not six more players better than Natasha Cloud has been playing this year. And she took to social media herself saying voting for this league is a joke. And a couple of others came through to back her up, including her coach, Eric Thibault, who is the coach for the Washington Mystics. He actually blamed the removal of positions from the teams, which is happening this year for the first time. What this means is that the defensive or defensive team would used to have one center, two forwards, and two guards, and meant that you'd have to vote for people to fit those categories. Mm. And now that there's not positions, people argue that people tend to look more at stats to make their decisions as opposed mm. to that player overall. And when you think about the stats that you would think about with a defensive player, you'd think about defensive rebounds, you'd think about steals, and you think about blocks. And there's an argument that two of those things being rebounds and blocks do tend to advantage a bigger player or a big which makes a smaller player like Natasha Cloud, who gets lots of steals, who gets lots of screens, who's all over the court. She doesn't have as big of a stats as some of those other bigger players. Yeah, and, and defense is not just about getting stats, right? Absolutely. Like defense is sometimes preventing a shot from happening where that player would want to happen, moving them out of a position, contesting the shot so they don't miss mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Actually, those things like 
overvaluing rebounds and blocks means that not so much rebounds, but blocks and steals means that we kind of don't have a skewed perspective on what defense is. Absolutely. Like, blocks look awesome. They look really cool. You see a player get a block and you think they're an awesome mm. defensive player, right? But in order for a block to happen, that player's had to get into a position to shoot, which some players, we don't notice, actually stop those shots from even happening in the first place. Exactly. And look, this is the thing with voting, right? Like, voting means that there is going to be a little bit of discrepancy across the board. Absolutely, but it is fun to talk about these things and to honour some of the players who have had really awesome seasons and have been cool to watch this year round. Uh, moving on, so what is our third headline, Daniel? Our third headline is the win of the Connecticut Sun over the New York Liberty, 78-63. to Liberty were playing at home. And we won't touch on this too much because I'm going to move on to my playoff profile, which is about the New York Liberty and the Connecticut Sun. So the New York Liberty and the Connecticut Sun is an extremely exciting matchup. Also for the fact that I'm literally watching the game now, it's pretty close, 59-51 to the Liberty. This is probably the highest potential for an upset between the two semifinal matches. Would you agree with that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Considering that it was the first game was at home for the Liberty, they've got a really strong home crowd, and the Connecticut Sun still managed to get that win. And they just scored again. It's now 59-53. So yeah. anyone's game. And I think even before game one, this is probably the one that if there's an upset's going to happen, is more likely to come from this than the Wings and Aces game. I'll, I'll let you cover that in a bit. Yeah, and you get that when you have, right, this is the second and the third best team from the yep. regular season as opposed to the Aces-Wings matchup, which is first versus fourth. And obviously, they know there was a lot of closeness in those teams, so that's not the complete decisive factor, but it is always going to be a closer playoff series. Absolutely. So the Liberty swept the regular season series but already as we said the sun have won the first game in a relatively convincing fashion particularly that second half was dominant mm. by the sun and and even looking at this game the second game that's happening right now the sun keep, seem to be keeping up the trend of really bothering new york that is not an easy cakewalk for liberty to come into this uh, match absolutely you do see that even beyond the score lines you see the new york liberty are struggling to find their rhythm against this team also with the series we have the exciting matchup of first and second place at mvp votings right got yeah. Alyssa thomas who we just previously spoke about getting second in the MVP votings. Coming into this, feeling like she has something to prove against Brianna Stewart, who, who eventually won it. Alyssa Thomas is already a player who plays with a little bit of a chip on the shoulder mentality, as well as the rest of the Sun, who kind of come across as this, you're underestimating us, we're mm. going to fight, fight for this kind of mentality. And so there's a real true underdog story where the Liberty has been hyped up as one of the two super teams, and the Sun really are coming into this with something to prove, to say, look, we actually are able to roll with these teams. Absolutely. You see their energy on the court. You saw it after their previous game where Dewana Bonnet was seen talking about, you know, this isn't the regular season. This is playoffs. And playoffs is anyone's game. While we're on the topic of Alyssa Thomas, I want to talk about something that I just found out um, mm. watching this game, that sh she has two torn labrums in either of her shoulders and has elected not to go for surgery. And so she plays while injured. My understanding is the surgery is quite a risky surgery. And given that she's been around the league for some time, and I imagine is getting close to the time where she might be thinking about retirement, then maybe she's not willing to risk it and lose the rest of her time playing basketball and just kind of trying to deal with it. And clearly she's doing well. She came second in the MVP voting. It's, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah, that is pretty amazing. Man, she would be a scary player if she didn't have that injury. Exactly. As mentioned, the Sun won their first game 78-63. to A key thing to note here is that the Liberty shot extremely poorly. Brianna Stewart shot 28% field goal rating, so 28% of the shots mm. attempted she made. And UNESCO shot 28.6%. Overall, the team shot at 33.8% field goal percentage. And uh, yeah, that's, so that's a pretty poor um, showing for the Liberty. Oh, particularly from those players. Absolutely. 
Brianna Stewart was still the leading scorer for the Liberty, 19.6 rebounds and 3 assists. But as we said before, that's at a quite a low efficiency. While she was helping the team, in that way, it also meant that the Liberty were extremely slowed down by uh, her poor shooting. Yeah, and the Sun were able to come through and punish them for that, right? They were able to take advantage of those weaknesses. Particularly someone like UNESCO, and we talked about this before the podcast, UNESCO is a bit of a defensive liability, and so she's shooting at 28.6%. She's quite a big liability on mm. the court. Mm. Whereas yep. for the Sun, they won a Bonner, Allen, Alyssa Thomas, as we mentioned, were playing extremely well. Allen had 18.7 rebounds. They won a Bonner, 20.7 rebounds, 3 assists, and Alyssa Thomas with her 10 assists. Particularly in the second half, the Sun were extremely dominant, and the Liberty just had no answer for them. Totally. Watching the game, we saw right. We saw that lead start off small, grow bigger and bigger until eventually it looked like it was just out of sight for Liberty. And in fact, it was. They weren't able to catch up on that deficit once it arrived. Yeah, basically halfway through the third quarter, I said, "Look, I think this is done." Yeah. Uh, so that that's really how well the Sun played and how poorly Liberty played. I think it's a mixture of the two. Don't want to take away from how well the Sun played by focusing on how badly the Liberty played, but I think this makes it a really, really interesting matchup going ahead. Oh, absolutely. And, of course, because they lost that game, they're going to have to win away. The, the home advantage team in a playoff series only ever has to win at home. That's part of their advantage. But because they lost the home game, they'll need to win on the road now. Yep, exactly. So the first two games at home, they've lost the first one. They're playing the second one now. And then they'll play two away games. And then the last one will be in Liberty home. But now in Liberty have to win one of those away games to make it. And just an update on the current game. We've just finished the end of the, of the third quarter, so it's going to be a very distracted last little bit of this podcast. But the Liberty are up 59 to 57, so very close. The Sun almost managed to lay out right on the buzzer, which would have tied it up going into the last quarter. But So still anyone's game. Some people will ask why we didn't just choose to record this podcast after the game happened. And to them we say, we're still playing with the format. So while we're at the quarter time break on that game, let's talk about the other series that's happening and the game that's about to tip off after this game, which is the Las Vegas Aces versus the, the Dallas Wings. Yeah, we're getting that really cool montage of like, oh, it's AJ Wilson's 53 points. That's what the montage of. That's exciting and hyping us up for that game as well. Yeah, so that one is pretty much right after this one. It's a big day in the WNBA today, which is really exciting. Uh, looking at the all-time stats between the Aces and the Wings, the Aces have won 52.7% of their all-time meetings. So pretty close. Pretty close on that one. But more recently, the Aces had the advantage. They won three out of the four regular season matchups, and they also won the first game between them in this playoff series, 97-83. to 83. Pretty convincing win from the Aces, yeah? It was, it was. Asia also had another big playoff game. She got 34 points, 8 rebounds, and also 2 steals and 4 blocks. Ridiculous. Yeah, and I know we, we just said that we don't like to just talk about stats when it comes to defensive players, but 2 steals and 4 blocks is pretty impressive. Yeah, and just again shows why really she should have been the MVP. Yeah, in my opinion. But you know, that's just for the regular season, so we'll see how things go. Uh, Jackie Young scored 19 and got 10 rebounds and 7 assists, so also had a really, really good game. Kelsey Plum scored 25, and Dallas also got a really good spread of scorers. Sabali got 16, Arike Ogunbowale got 12, Natasha Howard 11, Crystal Dangerfield 10, and Odyssey Sims also 10. I must have missed Odyssey Sims as my name. That, yep. That's an incredible and name. It's a pretty epic team. It's because she's on the same team as Crystal Dangerfield. So ah, yeah. yeah, it's she's hard to overshadow. Yeah, it was a really close game, actually. So the score doesn't look close, but it was close up until the third quarter. But apparently at halftime, Becky Hammond gave the Aces a bit of a rev up, and they ended up winning the third quarter 26-12. Do you know what she said? I just saw that uh, Asia Wilson said that she cussed them out. Oh, okay. So whatever that means to you. 
Oh, I think it means she cussed them out. Yeah, so she cussed them out and they won that quarter by 14 points. So it worked. And yeah, that's really the quarter where the deficit was built between those two teams. Is that a kind of a good kind of coaching strategy to cuss out your team? Oh, it seems to be working. Oh yeah, fair enough. One of the biggest mismatches between these teams in the series is their ability to shoot threes. Throughout the regular season, the Aces were the second best team at, at shooting three percentages and the Wings were the worst. So that can make a big difference in a playoff series where one team is able to bank a whole bunch of points from outside the arc and the Wings aren't able to answer. That, that can be, it's going to be a big issue for them. I think the Aces' offense versus the Wings' defense is also a tricky matchup. The Aces obviously have so many first-class scorers and the Wings aren't known as the most defensive team. I think the most interesting stat to do with that is that Asia Wilson managed to score nine out of her 13 contested shots. That's impressive. Which shows that even when she was being defended, she was still able to score. Good offense beats good defense. Hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. a that's a real popular saying. Yeah, that makes sense. And yeah. particularly King, King's taught it to me. Particularly when your <laughs> offense is Asia Wilson, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I think it could also be Asia Wilson beats good and bad defense. Yeah, it's a one. Um, regardless of what happens in this series, and it is looking like the Aces do have the advantage, I think the Dallas Wings have shown they have a very promising future. They've got the most improved player in Satu Sabali, and they've also got five players who are able to put up double digits against the Aces. So they are a really young team, and it shows that I think in the next few years we will see them making more and more playoff runs and hopefully going deep like they are this year. And the series isn't over yet, so... Yeah. Absolutely. After their next game, after the one this afternoon, they'll be heading over to Dallas, and I'm really excited to see some magic over there. Well, we're moving into our hot takes segment, which is our playoff predictions segment. Yeah, so first let's, let's recap what happened with our last predictions. Yep, absolutely. Do you have yours on you, Esme? I do. I will just bring them up. So I predicted that the Aces would beat this guy in two. Yep, I had that too. And they did. Yep, absolutely. I predicted that the Liberty and Mystics game would go to three, that the Liberty would win in three, which they won in two. I think you had the same prediction. Yeah, I had the same prediction, yeah. Yeah, and well, we were very close to that. Yeah, we were. We were, yeah. Extremely close to that. I was excited for the Liberty that they won that second game because I don't know if they would have been able to take it on the third. But I was not excited for my prediction. Yeah, yeah. So we got that one wrong. Another one that we got wrong was I said that the Wings would win their series in three. They won it in two, didn't they? They won it in two. Yeah, they beat the Dream in two. After a bit more of a shaky start in their first game, they managed to win the second game pretty convincingly. So we were wrong on that one too. And we were also wrong with the Sun versus the Lynx. That's right. The Sun, we predicted that the Sun would beat the Lynx in two. Yep. But the Lynx won back again, pretty much straight after we made this yes, prediction. Yeah, yeah. And looking at the Sun play right now, I'm very impressed by the Lynx that they managed to pull one back. Yeah, they did extremely well in that. Yeah, so we, 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 we were correct on one in our predictions, but we guessed the wrong teams to go to three games. Yeah, that's true. So one from four. Yep. Not super great. Kind of similar no. to Brianna Stewart's shooting percentage right now. <laughs> Well, um, in the semifinals, our predictions, um, I think we had the same predictions again. Yeah, we both said Liberty in four against the Sun and Aces in three against the Wings. Which we're both on track for at the moment. Well, yeah, as long as the Aces win their next two games and the Liberty win their next three, including this one, then we'll be correct on those. Absolutely. And then we'll look ahead to the finals, which, to be honest, I, I'm real excited. Any of these teams going through to the finals will be a great match. Absolutely. Even if, if the Sun takes us, if the Wings sneaks through, it's going to be a really, really great final and that's going to be awesome to watch. Daniel, any changes you want to make to your predictions at this point? Absolutely not. I think Liberty to beat the Sun. I reckon Liberty are going to win this game. It's uh, the fourth quarter. Liberty up five points, 67 to 62, which is still incredibly close, obviously. But I think they're actually playing a lot better. And they look like they have a little bit more rhythm. John Claude Jones is playing incredibly well. The um, Liberty, as per. as per. 
Liberty to beat the Aces in four for the finals. I still hold by that. I still think, like I've said before, that the Sun and the Mystics were the two hardest matchups for the Liberty. And actually, that they will play better against the Aces than these two really scrappy teams, really defensive, um, heavy teams. So, interesting. I've still got Aces in five, and I still stand by that as well. And our bonus prediction, MVP? The finals MVP. I'm still sticking by Jonquil Jones. I reckon if she drives into the paint, back to the rim, plays hard that way, that that actually there aren't many answers to her in the WNBA. I do think that you're right in that in this playoffs where we've seen some other players like Brandon Stewart and UNESCO not far on it, they usually do. Jonquil Jones has stepped up to fill that gap quite nicely. I think you're right. The Liberty do win. I think Jonquil Jones is in for a very good shot of getting that. Brianna Stewart just scored an incredible yeah, three after me sort of slamming her a little bit there. But yeah. I think the Aces will win, so I think the playoffs MVP will still be Asia Wilson. Well, that's us for the week. Three headlines, our two playoff profiles, and our one game prediction, or many game predictions. Many game predictions, one hot take. Well, join us next week. We're going to go away and finish the rest of this match. It's seven minutes to go. The Liberty are ahead 72 to 62. And we'll touch base next time and give you the update on how that went. See you then. Kakite.